Hey, what's up? And welcome back to the Call Her Blessed podcast. I'm your hostess, Rebecca Hardy. We're having an exciting time here at the Newman Center. All of the freshmen are moving into their dorms. We are able to have a welcome back student fair just getting to meet new people and welcome them onto campus and see things through their eyes, you know, just remembering that excitement of going through that change of going away to college has been exhilarating. And it just reminded me, like every single year when we have the freshmen move in, I feel like I'm back in my own freshman year. Like I can, I can just feel all the highs and lows that you go through in a new place and with new people, all these new friends. And, you know, it's really exciting And I feel like, honestly, since that point in my life, change has become kind of like something that I expect all the time. You know, when I went away to college, it was such a huge change in my life because I'd never been away from home and stuff like that. And then from there, change just, you know, it happens all the time. With the way that my mind works, I like to feel like I'm in complete control, you know, of any situations that will happen to me. And... I have like backup plans for my backup plans and safety nets and, you know, all these things that keep me to a pretty tight schedule. And that stops the unplanned things in life from really taking up too much of my time. You know, that's how I think about it. Um, And when I realized this about myself, I noticed that I guard my time pretty selfishly from, you know, things that are bad for me. But I also maybe inadvertently not leaving any room for God to do his thing in my life. So over the years, this is something that I've been actually conscious of and consciously working on to make sure that I don't take the wonder and excitement and generosity out of my own life and in order to, you know, try to be scheduled. I don't know. But if you're someone like me who loves to feel like, you know, you have a plan, this episode may unlock a huge potential for joy in your heart the same way that it did for me. And it's a way that you probably, at this point, if you struggle with that, it's something that you don't imagine you could actually have. So, you know, I'm by no means perfect in this, but there have been two things over the last six or so years that have really helped me to grow in this area. The word docile and a quote from Mother Teresa that I'm going to get to next. So first, let's talk about the concept of docility. In 2015, I went to Batania, Venezuela on a pilgrimage, and there they have this huge, it's beautiful, this approved apparition site where the Blessed Mother appeared to over 100 people, fully documented, you know, has the same approval as Lourdes, as Fatima, you know, all those other apparition sites. It has the highest approval of the church. Um, And the main visionary from this, Maria Esperanza, is currently a servant of God, on her way to becoming a saint. And one of her daughters, who is extremely gifted and who I truly believe has the gift from God to read hearts, she took some time to talk one-on-one with all of the pilgrims who had come there. And when I was talking to her, I just remember that, you know, I I felt just like so loved, so safe, so at peace when I was talking to her. And some of the things she said just really spoke so deeply to my heart and my soul and reassured me of God's love for me, you know, as who I am. And then at a certain point, she got very serious and she told me something that I didn't understand at the time that over the years I've really dwelt on a lot and it's something that I've put a lot of thought to. But she told me that I need to be docile, 
that it's very important that I need to be docile. So I accepted the instruction. I thanked her, you know, for the conversation. And then I went back to my room and I looked up that word docile. And when I looked it up, I, I found out that to be docile meant to be ready to accept control or instruction, to be submissive. And this reminded me of all the times that I read that infamous passage from Paul's letter that calls wives to be submissive to their husbands. And as I further studied the word submissive, you know, in my life since then, and have come to understand it more fully, this is a beautiful concept that to be submissive is to be under the mission of someone else, um, to work for their cause, to be a part of it. And this helped me to understand this concept much better. So this woman was giving me two pieces of advice, you know, in this. It, one, that I needed to be ready at any moment to change my plans for God's plans. You know, to not push forward or back on anything, but to simply live in the moment that God had given me. And two, to be under the same mission as God. Wow. You know, what a beautiful calling. And, you know, if you're sitting there listening to this and you're like, oh yeah, like that's good for her to do. Like, no, this isn't just, you know, my personal message. This is for anyone who's a Christian. But of course, you know, both of these things are things that I struggle with. You know, in being a person who likes to make plans, I like to know what's going to happen. You know, it's one of those things that makes my entire way of living uncomfortable when things don't have a plan, when there's no set agenda for something. But I mean, that's okay. I think we're really obsessed these days with being comfortable to the point that if something feels uncomfortable, we just abandon ship. You know, we imagine that feeling uncomfortable is a sign that what we're doing is the wrong fit for us and it's just, you know, it's just not for us. Um, but there are two types of uncomfortable. The first type is an indication from the Holy Spirit, you know, that it's time to leave a bad situation or a bad relationship. And, you know, we listen to this kind of discomfort. We know that that means something is wrong. But then there's this second type of discomfort that makes you into a saint. The type where you think, you know, I'd much rather be at home in my robe with my heated, weighted blanket under a hundred pillows watching murder mysteries, but instead I'm going to take time out of my day to help someone or to have a conversation with someone who, you know, always goes on and on for hours, whatever it is, whatever that uncomfortable sacrifice is for you, choosing to honor the person in front of you instead of your own comfort. This is the type of discomfort that you as a Christian are called to lean into and to grow in. Growth of the most beautiful kind is often given through the most uncomfortable situations. And one thing that I've always had to work on in this area is my response to unexpected things taking up time that I had already allocated elsewhere. So let's say I have errands to run, paper to write, um, got to paint my nails, whatever. If someone in that moment wanted to have a conversation or drop by unexpectedly, in the past, my patience for that has been, you know, at an all-time low. And I would actually come out of it feeling worse than I did before because, you know, being short with someone never feels good or, you know, pushing someone out the door never feels good. And so I realized that, man, I am not very charitable when I don't see things coming. 
And what does that say about the condition of my soul? What does that say about my love for others? You know, it's that it's conditional, you know, that it's, you know, I'll show you all the love and care in the world as long as I know you're coming over or I'll be so nice to you as long as I have time for it in my schedule. And that is definitely not what I'm called to, to be or, or to show. So that's how I knew that something in my life had to change. And yes, I know without a doubt that there's definitely a value to having a schedule and keeping to it. You know, that's literally the only reason that I can be good at my job and make sure I keep up with my daily responsibilities. But my schedule will never be as important as someone who's created in God's image and likeness, who is right there in front of me. And this is where we get to the quote about Mother Teresa. So she knew this in her heart and it showed. And I was reading a book about her once and it said of her that she treated everyone who came to her as if she had been waiting her whole life to speak to them. And just imagine what that felt like. Like you would know the person treating you that way loved you. You would know that they love God. You would know that they love you in the way that God loves you. And out of the many ways that that woman inspires me, this is the most important one because she's right. People are so important and we all have this thing called pride, you know, that we always battle with because of the fall of humanity. And it makes us see our own problems, our own schedules, our goals, our opinions as more important than anything else in the world. When in reality, there is nothing quite so valuable, precious, and worth nurturing as the human souls that are entrusted to us that are in our lives. And we can get so distracted by the fact that a lot of the time people can be literally awful, you know, and selfish and rude. And we can kind of let this assumption permeate our idea of humanity. And honestly, I, I mean, I don't think you'd be wrong in assuming that people really can be a piece of work sometimes. And they have a capacity to do a lot of damage. But this is where your faith comes in. You know, the easy and comfortable road is paved with ignoring others, assuming the worst of them, writing them off. But we as Christians are not called to stay on that road. You know, our path is that of following Christ. And what does it mean to be a Christian? It means to grow ever closer to Christ to the point that you resemble him. And through doing this, you develop his sight, his heart, and his love. And the more you read the Bible, you read the church fathers, you read the stories of the saints, and you get to know the one who you call God, the more you do this, the more strongly you will feel drawn to other people for the sake of God's heart. We are not our own. We belong to each other. And other people in your life are put there so that you can be the hands and feet of Christ to them. And this is what that means, to love them with the heart of God. And if you don't like the sound of that, of being called to serve the people around you and being called to love them, you know, don't be surprised because the world will never command this of you. The focus of the world is self. The world will preach this endlessly and pretend to be shocked when the most self-centered among us is also the most miserable. Pope St. John Paul II said that man, who is the only creature on earth which God willed for himself, cannot fully find himself except through a sincere gift of self. Like, shoot, okay, that's beautiful. The only way to flourish as a human person is to give yourself away. At, that t at the time, you know, thinking this way, it seems like you'd rather do anything else. But when you go through it and you serve people and you begin to understand that the source of true happiness and fulfillment 
lies on the other side of service, of gift of self, you truly understand what it means to love as Christ did and the reward that is also there right there with that sacrifice you also feel the reward of that peace and that joy that comes with serving other people and let's say the unexpected things that happen to you don't fall into this category if your plans change because of the weather you lose your job you didn't get into the school you were planning to you have to spend your savings because something more urgent came up be comforted in the fact that God knows you his ways are not your ways and his thoughts are so much more lofty than your thoughts if God is permitting something painful in your life, it is because he intends to use it to make you a great saint. God knows your destiny. God wants you to be with him when this is all said and done. And following him is the only way to get there. Following God blindly, submissively, docilely through this life. Let any interruption or moments of discomfort remind you that you were never made to be comfortable here. You are, however, called to eternal joy, eternal happiness with God in heaven one day, and take comfort in that for now. So these are the two things that I want to encourage you to keep at the forefront of your mind if you find yourself wanting too much control over your own life. Happiness does not lie in that. A good life is one lived open to making a gift of yourself at any moment because of your submission to and your relationship with God. Nothing on earth will ever outvalue the worth of the eternal human souls that you encounter every day. Be open to God's plan for you. Be open to all the ways that he wants to change your life, to grow you through that discomfort and through those things that maybe you don't want to do at first. But know that he does everything out of love. Everything that happens to you in your life, God will use it for your good. God will use it to draw you to himself. And we need to trust in that. All right, let's end in a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, thank you so much for the person on the other end of this podcast. I ask that you give them peace of heart. I ask that you give them strength and that you give them the energy that they need to reach out to those people around them, to have the time for those people that are demanding time of them. And I pray that you show them the joy and the peace that comes from that, and that you would always lead us and guide us back to yourself so that at the end of our lives, we would hear you say, well done, good and faithful servant, and be welcomed into your kingdom. We ask all of this in your name and through your blessed mother. Amen. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. Can't wait to see you at the next podcast.